You are listening to Scale Your Freelancing Podcast with your host, Satya Perna. Every week, we bring you inspiring messages and interviews to help you scale your freelance business to six figures while creating more freedom than ever before. Thanks for joining us today and let the show begin. Welcome to Scale Your Freelancing Podcast. This is your host, Satya Purna. And today I'm interviewing Lee Shea McDonough. And she's going to be talking to us about how to incorporate coaching skills into your freelance business so that you can get better outcomes for your clients. So Lee, thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm so excited to do this interview. I'm really excited too. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. And I'm super excited to jumping uh, to jump in and talk about this very juicy topic as well. So do you want to introduce yourself really quickly and tell the humans what you do? Sure. Uh, my name is Lee Shea McDonough. I am the founder of Coach with Clarity, which is a training and education company for life and business coaches. Uh, prior to being in the coaching world, I was a psychotherapist for almost 20 years. And my background is in a mindfulness-based cognitive therapy that's called acceptance and commitment therapy, or ACT for short. And so I really focus on bringing ACT principles into coaching, so meaning mindset and mindfulness, and helping coaches and entrepreneurs anchor their businesses and their lives in the aspects that they find most fulfilling. Because honestly, if we're going to spend our time uh, doing work, then it should be work that we love and work that really makes us feel fulfilled and connected. And so that's what I do with my coach training. And that's what I empower other people to do as well. Awesome. I love it. That's, that's such a great way to, uh, you know, frame your work. So thank you so much for doing that for us. And by the way, has anybody told you that you have like a radio worthy voice? Your voice is like <laughs> fantastic. I don't know if it's your mic or if it's just your natural talent, but your voice is amazing. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I received that compliment and uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I was like, man, your voice is so crisp. Like you, you gotta be on radio or something. <laughs> Well, thank you. I do have a podcast. I love podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. I love making my own. Um, so maybe that's the nice intersection of, of the two. Oh, perfect. That's amazing. It's great that you're putting your talents to good use. <laughs> thank you. So tell me more. So what is, um, you said uh, acceptance and commitment therapy, right? Mm -hmm. Tell us more. What is that about? Like that sounds really intriguing and I love all the things around mindset. So tell us more. What is that about? Yeah. So I would say the, the fundamental pillars of ACT Number one is meaning. And so that's being really clear about what matters most to you, what your values are, what you, how you want to live your life. And then of course, taking action in a way that is consistent with those values. You know, it's one thing to know what you believe in. It's quite another to have your behaviors and your actions reflect that. So that's kind of right. part one. And then part two, we get into the mindset piece. And when I am thinking about mindset, I'm really thinking about the inner relationship we have with our thoughts and our feelings right. um, and, you know, sensations and memories and all that stuff. But essentially it's how do we relate to our own thoughts and feelings? And then of course, how does that influence our behavior? Right. And then the practice of mindfulness can help us tune in to what's going on, help us kind of make sense of it while remaining engaged in the present moment, because the present is all we have. And yeah. so we can kind of sort through all of that mindset clutter. We can reconnect with what matters most to us so that we're moving forward in a way that that feels good and connects us with our deepest values and with the people and things we care most about. I love it. That's awesome. And I feel like all three of those are just so, so powerful. And 
I love the fact that the first thing about meaning is about meaning. And it's so funny because we've kind of been talking about this in the last few podcast episodes, which is obviously completely coincidental, but we've been talking about this in the last few podcast episodes about defining what success means for yourself and making sure that it's not some prepackaged bottled up version of success that Vogue is selling you or that like the latest newspaper or Buzzfeed or any of these websites are selling you that you're creating your own version of success and defining it for yourself what that actually looks like. Uh, so I love that you you mentioned that as well, because I feel like it's kind of been like a string of podcast episodes where this has come up here and there. Then this is just perfectly aligned, isn't yeah. it? And and I agree <laughs> with you. I think I think for so long, and, and I've certainly felt this um, as a woman and as a business owner, that I, at first I kind of had to shift myself to fit the mold of what yeah. other people thought success should be. And it just didn't feel very comfortable, <laughs> you know? Right. And, and honestly, when I first started my business, my coaching business five years ago, um, I chose a logo and a website and a niche that had nothing to do with me and had everything right. to do with what I thought I was supposed to be. Right. And it's probably not surprising that 12 to 18 months in, like I was not seeing any traction and I wasn't achieving what I had hoped. And then the minute that I recentered and defined, how do I want to show up in my business? What does success look like for me? Right. And then I went all in with that and I allowed my kind of external representations, the logo and the website and so forth to reflect what I wanted, my own values. That's when the shift happened. And that's when right. things really started to take off. So I, yeah. I think there's a lot of, of truth in what you just shared. Yeah. And also I think it's about like your own belief in what you're doing, right? It's like, if you don't believe that you are amazing, you just won't show up and sell yourself. It's like really that simple, right? It's like, if yeah. you have to show up and give your best and like, you know, record a podcast every week or market yourself with every week, you have to believe in what you're selling. You have to really be behind it. And you have to know that hundred percent what you're putting out there is in, aligned with what you want to do in here, because otherwise like you're just not going to show up and, and sell. And if you're not showing up and selling, you're not going to make any money. It's like, it's not rocket science. It's very simple. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. That. Yeah. And so, so then the challenge is like, okay, how do I fit all these pieces together? Right. You know, so that I am showing up as me so that I'm reaching out to my ideal clients so that I am selling what I'm doing because right. sales is a part of business, no matter yeah. what you're doing. And right. then ensuring that the final outcome serves you, serves your client, serves your business, serves the world. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. So you mentioned something really juicy that I want to dig into, which is you mentioned that, you know, when people start implementing coaching principles in their work, the clients actually get better outcomes. So tell us more about that, because as I mentioned to you before, a lot of the people who are tuning into this podcast are freelancers and consultants. And I completely agree with you that when they have some kind of a awareness about the mindset or like what's going on from a psychology perspective, um, when they're interacting with clients, it absolutely makes that relationship with clients a whole lot better. But tell me more about like, you know, what are you, you're, you're teaching this to your clients, right? For a living. So let's talk more about that. How does it work? How can freelancers move towards that? Towards that? Yes. And, and it's interesting because when I've spoken to freelancers or consultants or, or non-coaches, but who are still kind of in a service-driven uh, industry, mm -hmm. a lot of what I hear is that they create these wonderful outcomes for their clients, whether it's a gorgeous website or whether it's amazing copy or whatever it is they're working on. 
And yet the client either doesn't see it through to the end or they take it and it, they just don't implement it. And there's a disconnect between what they've provided and then how it gets implemented. And that's very frustrating yeah. um, for any freelancer. And so I don't think it's that the freelancer necessarily created a, a poor product at all. I think there may have been a disconnect between what the client wanted and their ability to see it through. Right. And so that's why I think bringing in some coaching skills to the relationship can serve everyone in the long run, because right. then, you know, the client is on board with you from the beginning. And yes. when they are a partner in the process, they're much more likely to be satisfied with the outcome and then see it through to the end. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say, like, what would that look like on a practical level? Like, do you think that would look like maybe having just an open conversation about like the whole process from beginning to end and explaining to your client how it works end to end and then, you know, setting expectations as well or setting some kind of not, um, not boundaries, but like, you know, just setting expectations as well in terms of this is what's likely to come up for you. This, this is what might happen at this step of the process and kind of how to navigate that. How would people go about implementing it? I do. And actually, so I would say that is a very important step two to the process. Okay. I think you've just nailed it. What I find step one, when it incorporates a discussion about that meaning piece, mm -hmm. the values, then we create a foundation where we're really understanding, okay, who is this client? And not just what do they want, but why does this matter to them? Why right. is it so important that they have this website or this copy or this email sequence or whatever it is we're creating? Like, how right. will this serve them and their business? And when clients sense that you understand them on that deeper level, then they feel very connected to you. Yeah. And then we move into, okay, so let me tell you what the process is going to be like. And here's some typical milestones you'll hit. Here's some typical obstacles that may come up. And yeah. here's how we can work this through together. Um, but when we start from a place of shared values and being really clear about why this matters so much, then when those hiccups come up, we can link it back and say, this is part of the process. This is to be expected. And moving through it is going to help you achieve that desired result, which is consistent with what matters most to you. Yeah, I love that. No, that's that's awesome. And I feel like that's such an important step. And a lot of freelancers don't have that mindset like across the board, I feel like most freelancers don't really have that mindset because unfortunately, uh, the reason why I'm very passionate about what I do is because I am a freelancer myself, yes, but I also uh, coach freelancers on how to grow their businesses, right? And one of the things that I've noticed when I have hired freelancers in the past is that they actually don't bother to figure out like why something is important to me or align on the values with me. So what I've noticed a lot with freelancers in the past is that they come from this mindset of desperation to a certain extent where they're like, I just need to make money. I just need another $5,000. Are you going to be the person who give, who's going to give it to me? And if that's the case, I'm just going to say whatever is needed to get that $5,000 into my bank account, right? It's like, that's the kind of energy that's typically had uh, that I've experienced in, in the past. And it's such a turnoff. It is such a turnoff and it's basically the opposite of the energy that we are just talking about right now, right? <laughs> You're exactly right. That is a very transactional way of yeah. approaching work. And don't get me wrong. Of course, we are exchanging a product or a service for money. That's a part of business. Absolutely. But there's a, way to, there's a way to do it, though, that instead of centering yeah. the transaction, we're centering the relationship. Yeah. And that I think is what you've just identified as kind of that missing component. You don't feel like you're in a partnership with the right. person. 
you are just a means to an end for them. And that doesn't feel good. No, it It doesn't feel good at all. And it's so funny because a lot of my clients often, or a lot of the people in my community is like people that I, I end up interacting with on Instagram or Facebook. They end up, I hear, end up hearing this from a lot of different people where they say, you know, I just want to hit $10,000 a month. Or I just want to start making, like, I just want to start booking $5,000 clients or $10,000 clients or whatever. Like there are these things that they want to do financially speaking. And there's nothing wrong with wanting that, right? Like absolutely all of us, like, you know, more power to everyone for making as much money as they want. Like, I'm not here to shame anyone. But the way that they're going about accomplishing that is like, like you said, in a very transactional manner. And then people wonder, I found people wondering like, well, why doesn't anybody want to pay me $10,000? I'm like, yeah, but because if you really want to do that, this is one of the most essential pieces, right? Like aligning with people on really what is important to them understanding the values, what drives them, why they're doing this in the first place, and truly coming from a place of service, that's a huge game changer. But the thing is, a lot of people don't realize that that's the answer, right? They, they yeah. think that the answer is to, oh, I just need more ninja sales tactics, or I just need a better objection handling script. It's like, no, you don't. And actually, if you connect with people on the values, you wouldn't even have any objections in the first place. Like that's-, <laughs> that's You're exactly right. Advantage. Yeah. You're exactly right. It's not a plug and play template that you need. And it's also not, let me just do more. Let me offer more. Let me give more. Um, And I think sometimes we think it's like stuff on top of stuff on top of stuff. That's not the answer either. It's it's actually much more simple. It's just connecting with another human being. Yeah. And and really like as a human being, not as like, oh, you're the ATM. I'm going to get some cash out of you today. Like, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly not going at it from that perspective, 100%. So yeah, I love it. I love that this is so juicy. So how did you how did you kind of come upon this kind of field of work? Or how did you decide to, to pursue like ACT as like one of the ways uh, for you to coach your clients? How did this come about for you? Yes. Yeah, so I completed a six month mentorship in ACT way back in 2009, when I was um, a fairly new licensed clinical social worker, I was working in the United States for the Department of Veterans Affairs. So I was working with a lot of veterans who were experiencing uh, PTSD, depression, anxiety, trauma, that sort of thing. And I saw how powerful ACT was as a tool to help them reconnect with who they really were so that they didn't have to be defined by a traumatic event or by a diagnosis. Like, they were greater than that. And ACT allowed us to to do that work. And then, um, you know, fast forward, gosh, nine years or so. And um, I was going through my own life transition where my husband, we'd moved from Europe back to the United States. He had bought a business. We were just entering this whole new phase of our life. And I was feeling really unmoored and unanchored. And going back to act reminded me that even with all of this change and turmoil, like I'm still who I am, like I don't change. Uh, And so it empowered me to reconnect with, reconnect with my values and what mattered most to me and then decide how do I want to show up in the world? Like, how do I want to take values driven action? And for a long time, that was through mental health and being a therapist. But I guess it was really 2016 where I realized I still want to help other people, but I want to do it in a different way. And what could that different way look like? And, and that's how I found coaching. And the more coaching I did and the more people I served, the more they asked me, 
how did you become a coach? Tell me about this coaching thing and how would I become a coach? And that really led me into more of the training and education side, which I also love as well. So ACT really has been such a part of my journey over the last 12 years or so, both therapeutically and coaching, but also personally. And it's really yeah. given such, such structure and such peace to my life. I love that. That's amazing. Okay. Awesome. Like that, that just sounds so cool. So yeah, I feel like if there's anybody in my audience who wants to do coaching or who wants to at least learn some coaching principles so they can, you know, they can take their business forward, they should absolutely reach out to you because I'm sure they'll benefit uh, from having you in their lives. Well, thank you. And and if this discussion around ACT has uh, gotten people curious, I actually wrote a book called ACT on Your Business. And it ah. is all about how we apply meaning, mindset, and mindfulness to our businesses so that we can, yes, achieve success as we define it and also just feel really fulfilled uh, in, in our lives. So yeah, I ACT on that. Your Business would be a great resource. Okay, awesome. So yeah, I'll definitely uh, just pop me the link over Facebook later. I'll make sure that it's added in the, uh, in the show notes as well. Excellent. Thank you. All right. Sweet. And my last question for you would be, what's the best advice you've ever gotten in the last how many ever years that you've been running in your business that you want to impart with our audience today? Oh, okay. I, it's kind of a two-parter. I think the best advice I ever got was number one, everyone is doing the best they know how. Yeah. And when we come from that perspective of really believing people are doing the very best they know how, yeah. and they may not know much, but so they're, they're doing the best they can. It, it allows us to meet them with a sense of compassion and yeah. understanding. And it also depersonalizes it. So it's not about us, right? Ah, it's, it's about so them and the story, not about so me. Good. So that's part one is everyone's doing the best they know how. And number two is everyone gets to be right. See, I don't feel the need anymore to try to convince people or convert people to my way of thinking or being or believing. And if I can just start from a place of, okay, you get to be right. You get to be right over there. You don't necessarily need to be in my world, but you know what? You get to be right. Fine. That's fine. That's you. And then I'm going to refocus on living my life in such a way where I'm not just saying something, but you'll see why I think my perspective is right through how I'm living it out. So I, you know, it's like, I, I can just kind of release some of that energy of feeling like I need to convince or convert and instead just let my actions speak for themselves. So yeah, everyone is doing the best they know how, and everyone gets to be right. I love it. I love it. It's so good. I feel like you you just spoke to my soul <laughs> right there. So that was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing with that uh, that with us, Lee. That's just I think that's such a great point because I think especially with your immediate family, it's so easy to want to convince someone or convert someone or show them a better way to live because you know sometimes you feel like the, the there are consequences of them not doing what you're telling them to do right it's like very natural yeah. to feel like hey like if you eat this you're going to get sick and if you continue to eat that guess who's going to face the consequences of you continuing to eat that me <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly it's so easy to get caught up in that loop but you're right it's like everyone is doing the best they know how to do or what to do and it might not be a lot but they're still doing their best and also the second thing being that they get to be right like whatever they're doing like ultimately you know, it's, yes, it is, it is up to them. It's only going to help them or hurt them, but yes, it might help you or hurt you, of course, but to a large extent, it's only going to help them or hurt them. So that's beautiful. I think that's so profound. So thank you so much for sharing that uh, with everyone, but specifically me, because I think I needed to hear that today. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> and, and I want to be clear too. It, it doesn't mean that you have to agree with them. 
And certainly like in my own life, there are non-negotiables, you know, and I'm not going to say that racism is right or misogyny is right or xenophobia is right. Like that goes against my values. But again, for me to show up and try to convince someone that my beliefs are right and theirs are wrong, we're bringing this energy in that's just combative and I'm not going to change their mind. If anything, they're just going to dig their heels in further. So that's why it comes back to taking valued action. That's that's the meaning component of the three M's that mindfulness. And so it's like, I don't need to try to change your mind, but I'm going to live my life in a way that demonstrates why I believe what I do and, and how it's going to serve everyone. So yeah. yeah, everyone gets to be right, but you can still stand up for what you believe in Yeah, while remembering everyone's doing the best they know how. Yeah. And also I think, you know, even for heavy topics like racism or xenophobia or sexism or any kind of discrimination, really, I think the same principles you talked about, is still true. It's, I mean, you don't have to be best friends with them. You don't have to hang out with them every day. You absolutely do not have to borrow their belief systems either. But it's actually the same exact thing because like, have you tried, <laughs> have you tried talking to a Trump supporter lately <laughs> about why they're wrong? <laughs> just, I don't recommend it. <laughs> I just don't recommend it. <laughs> tried it, it doesn't work. <laughs> and it's, it's just so funny because, you know, so this happened to me uh, like, you know, sometime around the US election. I don't live in the US, by the way in case you didn't know, but, um, and I'm not American either, but so I had a, a friend who, you know, that who I was actually very fond of, like, he's actually a pretty nice guy. And I had helped him with, uh, with a bunch of stuff because he was really struggling with his business. I was helping him out with some stuff and he was a really good friend of mine. And around the elections, he turned out to be like a batshit crazy Trump supporter. And he was just, and then at that point of time, I was personally like, okay, you know what, like, if there's somebody in my world who's very obviously a Trump supporter, I'm going to take a step back and kind of create some space because this is getting to be a lot for me. And so I unfriended him on Facebook and I actually mentioned this and I said, oh, you know, if I unfriend you, it's like, please understand that it's, it's my fucking choice, <laughs> basically to that, ex- to mm-hmm. that something to that effect. And he messaged me, he private messaged me with this like whole conspiracy theory rant about like all the things. And he, he says, you watch, you watch on 14th of November, Trump is going to win the election. He's going to be voted as the winner. And I'm like, okay, but what if that doesn't happen? And he's like, if that doesn't happen, I'll change my mind. I'm like, cool. <laughs> After the 14th, when, you know, nothing happened and like Biden was still winning, I, I, I had already unfriended him because he was just good, turning out to be absolutely insane. So I had already unfriended him and I was moving on with my shit. Um, I happened to check his profile and even way after 14th of November, he was still supporting Trump. And I was like, I was like, sweetheart, you were never going to change your mind in the first place. Like, I, I mean, I was like, I wasn't holding my breath for it, but it's like, you know, I just thought it was so funny because he was acting as if he was completely open to changing his mind and then it didn't happen anyway. So I was like, okay, I mean, you know, it, you don't, I don't need to change your mind, but I can set that boundary that I will not be hanging out with you anymore. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Yes, and, and it sounds yeah. like that message he sent you really came from that place of wanting to change your mind yes. and wanting to, con- and not giving you space to hold your beliefs. And, and that doesn't feel good. We don't like being on the receiving end of that kind of energy. So yeah. again, it's not that we can't change people's minds, but I don't think we do it through trying to hammer them over the head with what we believe. No, that's true. It comes, it comes through relationships and engaging with people and, and in our actions. So and also, you know, we might never be able to change somebody's mind and that's completely okay too. You know, it's like, you know, 
let's consider like a more gentle topic, right? Like instead of going like really like, I think like Trump supported versus non-Trump supporters, it's a very uh, harsh distinction, yeah. right? But yeah. like there might be even, you know, gentler topics where, for example, I really believe in the power of mindset because of how much it has changed my life. Like literally, I feel like in the last five years, but more like so in the last even two years or even one year, my life has just been completely transformed due to mindset work. It's just been phenomenal to watch. And it's literally like you can plot it on a graph, like the months I was doing mindset work and the months that I was not. And you can see the difference in my income so obviously. So I believe it because I have data to track it, right? It's like, it's not, um, you know, it's just not a random opinion anymore. Like I literally have tracked it with data, like the month that I work on my mindset versus the month that I don't. But it's so interesting that a lot of my friends that I have in my personal life don't believe in this stuff at all. They just think it's like, oh, it's all bullcrap. It's all woo-woo. And so it's very interesting because when I see my friends who are struggling with anxiety, struggling with depression, you know, 2020 has been a, a, you know, a lot for everyone. Even if yeah. you didn't have any personal disaster, it's been a lot for everyone. And especially if you had a personal disaster, it's, it's a lot. And what I've noticed is that even for people who are suffering through anxiety or depression, Sometimes I have a feeling of like, oh, but I don't want you to suffer because I've already walked down this path and it's shit. And like, I just don't want you to suffer. And I just want to help you. And I want to tell you that, hey, try meditation or try following Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's going to change your life. But people are not ready for it. You know, it's like they're just absolutely not ready for it. They think it's a, it's a whole lot of bullshit or it's not a worthwhile investment or whatever. And I'm realizing more and more is that it's not my job to make anybody's life easier for them. It's really not. It's like, this was, and to be fair, I would say apart from the people that I paid to work with me and make my life easier, nobody else did, <laughs> right? It's like, and, and still everything turned out fine. Like I got where I got because I was supposed to get it and through my own trial and error and all my mistakes and everything. And perhaps everybody deserves the chance to go through, not perhaps, everybody absolutely deserves the chance to figure out what their path would be, even if it means that they will spend a few years in suffering, right? Yeah. And that, that gets back to that. Everyone's doing the best they know how, Yeah, and they may not know how to take that next step yet. And maybe they do. You're exactly right. They need to go through this experience to learn the, yeah. the lesson from it. And so, and again, this is where the coaching piece can come back in too. As coaches, as a coach, it's not my job to show up and tell you what to do. Yep. My job is to be present, to create the space for you to explore and talk through things. I ask the right questions to kind of prompt that. And then if, and when you're ready and you want to talk through next steps, we, we do that, but I'm not right. going to come in and hammer you over the head with, this is what you should do and how you should do it. It's more yeah. like, how do we tap into what you already know and what you've already experienced so that that can inform your path moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. Thank you so much again, Lee, for joining us today. This is so fantastic. Where can people find you on the internet? I have just had such a fun time. This has been such a great conversation. So thank you. And I would love to continue the conversation with your listeners. They can find me over on my website at coachwithclarity.com. And that's also where you'll find more information about my book, Act on Your Business, and about my podcast, which is the Coach with Clarity podcast. I love that. Thank you so much again. And I'm so looking forward to you know having you on a future episode as well. I would love that. Thank you so much. This has been great. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode. 
If you want to learn how to hit your first $25,000 month in your freelance business, join us for our free training at satyapurna.com slash training. That's all for now. See you in the next episode.